Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. Jason Novak is a climber. That is, he clambers up utility poles as a lineman for Ameren, Illinois, and the job often has him scooting speedily up to the tippy tops of poles that stand about 40 feet high. But Jason's advanced skills in ascending also have made him a force in competition. Earlier this month, he joined line workers from across the country competing in the International Lineman's Rodeo in Kansas. And Jason Novak is with us now. Jason, welcome to St. Louis on the Air. Oh, thank you for having me on here today. So, Jason, start us off with a basic job description. What is an electrical line worker? Um, so we uh, restore your power during the storms. Day to day, we're changing poles, uh, fixing trouble on the line. Um, we climb poles. We work out of bucket trucks. Uh, we also dig up underground utilities, uh, mm-hmm. quite a variety of work. And that variety, I mean, it really does change day to day, doesn't it? It does. We have a general job plan at the start of the week of jobs that we're going to do, but evidently, obviously, uh, emergency work comes first. So Mm -hmm. there's quite a few times we don't get to it all. Okay. And over the last year, I heard that it's been very busy for you. Oh, there's been, storms have been unreal. Mm -hmm. Uh, And same with trees and just cars and poles, there's everything. Something's always going on. Mm-hmm. And how have you dealt with that stress? Is the, the climbing that we're going to talk about part of that? Um, there's not really stress. It's part of the job that you sign up for. You know it. Um, mm-hmm. And the family, they, they're very gracious and help me with that. Yeah. They're understanding whenever you miss functions. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the linesman or the lineman rodeo. What is the Lineman Rodeo, and what about this international part of the title? Okay, well, the International Lineman's Rodeo, it's truly like the Super Bowl of Lineman Rodeos, and it is international. They had a team from Brazil, from Jamaica, uh, Canada comes to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, This year was a record year, 292 teams, 430 apprentices. Wow. The teams are made up of three men. You have two climbers and a groundman. Uh, two events are known. One is a Hurtman rescue, where you go up and rescue a 185-pound mannequin off the pole, um, and that's something that we qualify for yearly too, just in case a coworker would become injured. We know how to rescue them off the pole because we're truly the only ones that can do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, another one is just a speed event. It's uh, speed and safety. You know, you're uh, doing everything safe, but you're also trying to go as quick as you can. But you're climbing. You're climbing with an egg in a bucket, uh-huh. so you're trying not to break that egg. And then when you get to the top, you would swap buckets out, put the egg in your mouth, and get down as quick and as safely as you can. Okay. Um, the, the other two events are unknown until the day prior, and they're more geared towards what you would actually do in the field. So mm-hmm. you get a game plan and you perform that plan. Okay. And over the years, have you noticed that the, the mystery events sort of follow a certain trend, or is it really just a surprise when it happens? 
Uh, it's truly a surprise. You know, I've been doing this for 30 years, uh, 22 times competing at the international. You never know what you're going to expect mm-hmm. um, until that till that day. Right. Now, you've mentioned the word quick. How fast, Jason, is fast in pole climbing? Um, it depends. So the what they call, used to be called the speed climb, now it's called the aid climb. Uh, they change it up. So... Uh, now there's obstacles you have to transfer over where before you didn't have to in the past. But uh, generally speaking, a fast one today is around that 40-second mark. Um, anything around there is pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And how tall are the poles that you're climbing? They're 40 foot tall. So 40 feet, okay. So you've been to different competitions, you've mentioned, over the years. And because it is international, does that mean that these um, these competitions take place in other places outside the country? Uh, yes, they do have some. Um, in fact, there was a uh, group from New Zealand this year. They have a rodeo that spans over a few days, and they were there just trying to get some ideas for their rodeo. Mm. I've never been to it. would love to go, but uh, that's uh, quite a trip. Yeah. So in this year's uh, rodeo, you took second place in the journeyman's climb, and that was with a time of one minute and 25 seconds. Do you have a climbing strategy, Jason? Yeah, so that time was a combined time of uh, myself and my other climber. Mm-hmm. So he ran a 40 and I ran a 44. Uh, we were clean. And that's the thing is you have to be clean, no deductions first, and then it goes by time. Uh-huh. Um, we lost first place by just a couple seconds, but that's just part of it. But yeah, the main thing is to do it safely, do it clean, but do it as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. And was there some particular way that you and your partner practiced in order to you know, to get to, to top competition um, condition? Yes. Um, we do have a little bit of practice time on the company, and we're gracious for that. But we do a lot of practicing on our own, trying to uh, get in good physical condition. And there's a lot of things uh, that we work on just as far as transferring, getting on the pole, the bag exchange, not particularly just the climbing part, but there's other aspects to that too. Mm-hmm. Such as? Uh, just those parts of, you know, breaking it down time-wise to how we can get each step a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. And so would that be how you'll practice for next year to improve your time? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we'll build on what we learned this year. Um, you know, we may come up with a couple different ideas on how we particularly transfer over an object, object and try those and if they work, then we'll build upon those. And if they don't, we go back to where we were and try to make that faster. Mm-hmm. We're speaking today with Jason Novak, who is an electrical lineman with Amron, Illinois. He comp- he competed in the International Lineman's Rodeo earlier this month. Jason, tell us what the day of competition is like. Um, you mentioned eggs. <laughs> I don't know if eggs are part of what you would eat beforehand, but is there like a, a special diet? You know, do you do carbs, or is there a ritual that you have before the climb? No. Um, generally, we get up very early that morning. The opening ceremonies start about 7 o'clock, and uh, do the national anthem, go through the different national anthems that are there. Uh, usually, very light breakfast, just you know, nerves are up and everything else, so you don't want to get too full before you go climbing poles. But, uh, yeah, and then the, the day 
you're standing in line quite a bit, so just trying to stay loose through that process and stretching and you know, you don't want to pull any muscles or anything like that while you're climbing. So, um, and then usually you're done around two, three o'clock in the afternoon by the time you do all your events. So mm-hmm. it's quite a taxing day. Yeah. Does that mean that there are also many spectators there? Yes, there's a very large crowd. A lot of it's very family oriented. Mm-hmm. So a lot of uh, kids running around watching, and uh, it's great because your family. You go home, you talk to them, tell them what you do at work, and here they actually get to see it. Right, right. Now, we've used the term lineman and line worker. Are there also women who compete in this competition? There are. There's not a lot, but there's getting to be a few more here and there, and it's great to see, you know, and they do pretty well. So uh, they put a lot of effort into it, and, you know, effort pays off. Mm -hmm. And speaking of paying off, three years ago, you added a charity campaign to the competition called Climbing for Kids. How is it, Jason, that you went from starting this three years back and raising $5,500 to this year when you managed to raise more than $100,000? Oh, thank you for bringing that up. Really appreciate it. No, it's uh, really been great. The vendors have helped with donating items that we've been able to raffle off, and it's just been so well received through the line community. Uh, it's such a great cause. All, 100% of the proceeds go to uh, St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Mm-hmm. So all of our work, and I've had a ton of people helping. i just like to take a second to thank all of them. I wish I could thank them personally, but uh, just everyone that's helped, uh, from raising funds to uh, getting with vendors to to donate the items to the people that actually are contributing. It's uh, been amazing, just ex- quite an experience. Yeah. And what was it that got you thinking that you should add this element to the climbing that you were already doing? So um, it was my 20th time competing at the International Road. I just wanted to do something a little different instead of just going out there and competing. So I got with my teammates and asked them, you know, if they minded doing something for a charity. Of course, they were on board. And uh, when I was at church, uh, somebody was giving testimony on how St. Jude's had helped them. And I thought, you know, that's it. That's a great cause right there. Let's see what we can do. Mm-hmm. And it's just grown and grown from there. Yeah. So I did see some pictures. And in it, you know, there's sort of that standard huge check photo um, that that is very much part of the experience of um, of giving funds to the the beneficiary um, of the the effort. What was like? What was that like for you? And who went with you to that ceremony? Um, it is a great experience. So Dave Ochoa, uh, he's a director out of Memphis for uh, St. Jude's. He was up there. We actually got to present the check to him. Uh, Paul Taylor and his family, my family. And uh, also uh, Craig Gilson, his wife, who's an Ameren director, and uh, then one of the large contributors, they uh, won the silent auction now. So from PG&E, they got to uh, Sid Silva. He got to help present the check also. But it's just amazing being able to stand up there and thank everyone uh, in a roundabout way for yeah. uh, for their efforts because the, the crowd, that was there was 5,000 people there at the banquet that night. Wow. And yeah, and they were so generous through through the whole process and donating. So they got to see their, their efforts rewarded, too. Mm-hmm. And there will be some other event that is connected to 
this donation, if I'm understanding? Uh, yeah, so we um, we did get some companies that uh, are on board with us next year for helping to raise funds. Uh, some are wanting to do um, like golf outings, uh, ski shoes, stuff like that, and uh, they're going to help us raise money for for climbing for kids for St. Jude's also. So mm-hmm. we're really looking forward to getting involved with them and spreading the word. Yeah. So, Jason, you've competed at the International Lineman Rodeo, as you mentioned earlier, is 22 times over the last 30 years. And you are at 53. What is it that keeps you coming back? Uh, a lot of it is, you know, a lot of the friends I've made over the years, uh, this is the only time I get to see them out there. So I'll, I'll mm. shake their hand, give them a big hug, catch up quite a bit, you know, in the or a few minutes that I have with them, but the competition keeps my skills honed. You know, we still do climb a lot of poles. Uh, we have a lot of stuff back in backyards and in right-of-ways that you just can't access with bucket trucks. So mm-hmm. learning uh, learning how to use the new equipment, the follower, follower strains and all that, uh, this competition has really helped me develop those skills. Yeah. And I'll keep doing it as long as I can. And is there any advice that you have for linemen who are listening to this or maybe, you know, are married to a, a line worker uh, to encourage them to get started with the rodeo? Uh, if you ever thought about it, try it. Um, that's that's all I can say, mm-hmm. um, really, because there's a lot of guys that are like, man, I wish I had done that when I was younger. So if you're young, definitely do it. Yeah. Do it now while, you, while you're still young, but it's never too late either. They have senior divisions um, that you can get into too, but uh, it's just a lot of fun. You know, it's you go out there and you have a good time. Yeah. So the last question, in the spirit of sort of friendly competition, do the younger line workers have any chance of catching up to you, Jason? <laughs> yeah, there's good days and bad days, uh, definitely. Um, you know, I'm not as fast as I once was, but I still try to to hold on to it as long as I can and uh, try to improve my skills. So absolutely, absolutely, everybody's got a chance out there. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of great teams and apprentices coming up through Ameren, and uh, they actually perform very well. This is probably their best showing uh, Ameren's ever had out there. The, if you hit the stage once, it's great, but Ameren hit the stage eight times, had the teams in the top ten, uh, actually one place fifth overall. Uh, which is pretty amazing. Um, So, yeah, the future is very bright. Jason Novak is an electrical lineman with Ameren, Illinois. He competed in the International Lineman's Rodeo earlier this month. Jason, thank you so much for talking with us. Thank you for having me on here. I greatly appreciate it. This episode was produced by Danny Wissentowski. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dore. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. 
Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.